Hey everybody, welcome back to He Said I Talk Too Much. Uh, this is my first real episode, and if you looked at the description, you're going to see that the title was, or is, Stop Shopping the Mannequin with a Twist. I have to admit, I actually planned this pod, and I was really excited about my original idea and my original concept. I took notes. I had a nightmare commute yesterday, um, over three hours to get home, so I ended up writing a ton of material only to have this wrench kind of thrown at me this morning. Um, so I'm going to go with some of the stuff that I originally wanted to say, and then I'm going to tell you about why that's changed somewhat after um, my experience. Uh, first of all, I'm going to say, disclaimer, I am not an expert in any of the things that I'm about to talk about. These are my thoughts. These are my opinions. You're more than welcome to yours. Um, and, and I don't mind hearing them. I'm hoping by the time that this gets to you or you're listening to it that I actually have an email address and um, maybe I'll set up some social media accounts too in case anyone's interested in uh, engaging with me because I love feedback. I love to hear other people's thoughts and opinions being that they're constructive. If you're going to tell me to F off then that's not constructive. Okay. You don't like me. You don't have to listen. Also there may or may not be some profanity in this one. Um, Sorry, mom. So let's get going. Um, the other day I commute into work and I commute via a commuter train. And the other day I realized that I had left my commuter train pass in my jacket that was at my house. I didn't wear that particular jacket. I wore something else that day. So instead of going home and having to rush and possibly miss the train and then have to take the next train and have to run to work, I thought, okay, I'll just go to the train station and buy a, a daily you know, round trip ticket. So as I was walking towards the station, I saw a lot of people, um, but more women. And, and that's not unusual. That's uh, people work, women work. Great. What was unusual to me is actually what they were wearing. They actually looked like they had bought entire outfits right down to the, the costume jewelry, the crossbody bag, the strappy sandals, or the smart pumps uh, from a mannequin at a store like, I don't know, uh, Reitman's or maybe one of the big department stores, Hudson's Bay. And if you're in the States, it would be like the styling co-section at Macy's. Um, just entire model or even maybe Burlington Coat Factory. And I think even worse, it, it was just seeing them move in these clothes. It was just so obvious that this wasn't their idea. It was stiff. Um, it was uncomfortable. They couldn't, you know, stretch their arms completely over their head or completely out side to side. And I'm sure some of you are probably saying at this point, like, who cares? Like, that's such a small thing, but who, who cares, right? Um, and for the most part, you're, you are right. And this, this is a first world thing. It's, it's just, but it's an observation of mine. And I guess... I guess it is a small thing, but is it really? Because does what you put on your body, which is the first thing that everyone who sees you sees, does it mean something else? Does it mean anything at all? Does style matter? Um, and for me, even at my kind of novice level, I would say yes. And 
shockingly or maybe not shockingly at this point, depending on who's listening, I have many, many friends and uh, coworkers and, and just professional contacts and people that acquaintances I know that play in the fashion landscape in a big way. Um, professionals, designers, designers that design for royalty, um, people that are in design school, people who are gra- who have graduated from design school and are very successful. Um, a lot of those people are in my space. And I, I find myself often defaulting to them when I have what I would call a fashion quandary, whether that be an event or general disgust over a trend or even for, for purchasing decisions. Most recently, should I buy a cold shoulder top? Um, and, and the answer to that for me is, is always no. Um, and I still haven't bought one. Um, so I, I kind of started looking looking around and really observing this. And I, I saw it. Um, I even saw it when I got into the downtown area where I work. And I think it was Carl Lockerfield who said something about people who wear sweatpants out in public, that saying something to the effect that if you're wearing sweatpants out in public, you you basically have given up on life. And I I think that's rather extreme, but I wonder if uh, underneath all that, that there may be just a little bit of truth there, or if the sweatpants part can be swapped out with completely shopping a mannequin. It's, It's like... I, I'm trying to think about the reasons why you would just buy your entire outfit off a mannequin. Maybe you're incredibly busy and you don't have time to think about it, or maybe it, you can't be bothered, or maybe you're saying, I can't figure this out myself, or maybe what you're saying is everyone else is wearing it, so I'll just do the same thing. Um, we're still such a visual society these days, and I, the first thing people see is you. So when you do something like buying a complete outfit off a mannequin, top to bottom, down to the, the, you know, flower statement necklace that they're still putting on models in department stores. What do people think? Am I going to know that you love to paint and write poetry when I see your cargo pants? Am I going to know that you uh, hiked a, a, a huge mountain in Europe this past summer because you've got on your, you know, um, cropped military jacket. Am I going to know that? Um, how about looking at, at fashion or what you're putting at, putting on your body as a chance to either really subtly, quietly, or loudly express yourself? Um, and I, I guess at this point also, I'm thinking, you know, how many people are still listening? That's always the thing for me. But then I'm also wondering how many people just think I'm an asshole. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be, I swear, I promise you. Um, I reached out to a couple of my fashion friends to ask them um, the same question and explain the same thing to them about this phenomena, actually. And uh, they said, yeah, you know, that they agree that it's a lot more than just what you're putting on and, and you should put some care into it. And I'm not saying that you have to wear the most expensive clothes or the trendiest the trendiest stuff, but you know, if you have, uh, for me, I love wearing black. And there's a couple of reasons I wear black, mainly because I spill a lot of stuff on myself, <laughs> drink and food wise, but also, and also because in the summer, um, I tend to sweat a lot, That's embarrassing, but admittedly so. I try to choose 
black t-shirts or or black items that have a little bit of style, whether it be a certain cuff or maybe an embellishment or a certain type of fit that that is flattering for me. But I don't spend $200 on a t-shirt. I just don't do that. I'm not there yet. Um, <laughs> and then I thought to myself, I, you know, obviously that was yesterday. Today, here we are. I, I slept um, and I got up and I said, you know what? I'm going to get a couple of things done and then I'm going to head to the mall because I have to get a couple of things. So I went to the mall um, and, and uh, strangely enough, weekend before Mother's Day, it just, it wasn't even that busy, but I just didn't get the reception that I thought I would. Not that I deserved this red carpet moment or anything, but I felt like I had a hard time getting people to even acknowledge me or to help me and uh, ended, com- ended up coming back fairly empty-handed. I got what I needed. I got what I went for. But usually when I go to the mall, there's other things that I end up getting and they're usually um, clothes or accessories. And I have to say that all that stuff I just said nine minutes ago, I actually can't, I don't have a leg to stand on. And the reason I don't have a leg to stand on is because I went into probably, I'd say 80% of the clothing stores in that mall today and was shocked at all the garbage that was hanging on the models and on the racks. Disaster. I mean, absolute disaster. And I don't know if it was just the area. I was in, in a mall where there were some big brands um, where there were some expensive clothes and I was in and out of those stores and I was just disgusted, to be honest. Um, literally picking things up, putting things down. I think I found two things and I didn't want to pay uh, $60 for uh, a, a short sleeve shirt and that's and I wasn't going to wait in a line for it either. So I didn't end up buying anything. But then I thought to myself, you know, here I am wanting to do this podcast about about uh, shopping on on mannequins and people who buy their clothes. And then I, I went to the mall and I thought, oh my God, they don't have any choice. Nobody has a choice at this point. And the other bigger issue for me is, is as a 40-something, um, I just felt like there was just nothing there for me. It was either floral prints, like cruise ship Miami wear, like cruise wear, or uh, 20-something, you know, skinny jeans with like rips and tears all over them. And that's an episode for another time. But I, I was just shocked at, at the crap that was there and the, and the pricing. And I thought, where are the designers that design for people like me that are outspoken and want to be fashionable but can't be too loud and can't be too extreme because they're still operating in a corporate environment. Where are the designers that are designing for for people like that? Where are the designers that are designing for people like me that don't want to go and wear capri pants to work and mules? Like where are those designers? I'm honestly looking for them. So it, it was a big slap in the face to be honest and I was really as I drove home, I, I was in disbelief and I just thought to myself, God, what, what the hell was that back there? What was it? Because I have no idea. And, and I came home and I, I just sat down and thought, I, I can't, I can't not include this. Um, ultimately 
my, my goal is still to say, and, and I'll tell you about this next part, that I, I don't want people, I want people to think, I want people to be conscious about what they're putting on their body, and I don't want them to just say, I'll take everything on the mannequin, or I'll go shop everything on the mannequin, and, and that's going to be it, and that's what everyone else is wearing, and that's what we're doing, and, and that's what I'm going to be comfortable with, and because you're not going to be comfortable, <laughs> because it's not you. But on the other hand, after seeing all that crap today, I can't say I blame you if that's what you're doing, because if that's their best that they've got up on that mannequin and people equate that with being the best. Well, if it's on the mannequin, it must be right. It must be on trend. It must be what I should be wearing. And they buy it. I can't blame you after after going through and picking stuff up. Um, I just can't. I think ultimately what I'm trying to get to with this podcast is that I just want people to not have to force themselves to into someone else's idea uh, of what is palatable and tasteful today, okay? If there's something that you like, then wear what you like. I mean, if it's inappropriate and you have a dress code at work, that's a different story. But if, it, if this piece speaks to you and it is you and you feel good when you wear it, then you should wear it. And this kind of came to me after I was watching this YouTuber who I watch quite often and she's not for everyone and um, I'll probably mention her in my description. Her name is Amelia Fart. Yes, Amelia Fart. And the video I'm referring to is the one called Showing What I Looked Like When I Was Normal. And she walks through her childhood in pictures and visually speaking, Amelia Fart's a lot to take in. And that's all I'm going to say. It's a teaser. You want to look her up yourself, then please do. You want to watch that video, please do. The point, her point of doing this video was that she doesn't, she hasn't always looked the way she looks right now, but the way she looks right now has always been inside her. And, and she also points out that for years, she worked really hard to be quote, palatable, which was the word I just used, and to be wanted because that was the currency Currency she thought she needed to have value as a female in today's society. And she's since figured out, and she's younger than I am, so lucky her, that, that that's not how it works. Um, and when you shove yourself deep down into yourself for so long, it, it just dims who you are as a person. And she stopped doing that, and I've stopped doing that, um, and I want to tell you guys to stop doing that too. You you will feel better. I I, I believe me, you will. Um, and I, I'll leave you with this. She says in her video, devoting all that energy to being palatable hid light within me that I didn't know was there until I stopped trying to be digestible for other people. And I thought, oh my gosh, that just did it for me. That that was the statement. That was the moment. And I would encourage you, like I said, to go back and watch that video. And I would encourage you to think about yourself as a person and, and what you stand for and, and who you are and, and if you're hiding any of yourself. And I would encourage you to bring that portion of yourself out so that everybody can see it. Because to be honest, the world probably needs more of your light. So that's as deep as I'm going to go. Um, 
my end ends should be the quote from Dr. Seuss. Um, Why fit in when you were born to stand out? Because to be honest with you, that is the truth. And that is going to be it for me. Um, Thanks so much for listening. And hopefully, like I said, I'll have an email so you can engage with me if you'd like. And I hope you all have a great day. Thank you. Bye.